Hey, good morning, all of our listeners out there. Welcome to Season 3 of the Coaching Mind Podcast, Tools for Greatness. We have another tool this week for you that's going to be awesome. This week, we're going to be talking about visualization, uh, which is similar to mindfulness in some ways, but also very different in some others. So it's going to be a good one. This season is sponsored by ProX. ProX is the premier multi-sport training destination in the Midwest that hosts sports performance, sports rehab, and physical therapy, as well as sports-specific instruction programming for baseball, softball, football, golf, and more. ProX puts everything an athlete needs under one roof, just like the pros. The focus at ProX is maximizing the development and potential of every athlete in all areas while keeping health at the forefront. For more information, check out ProXAthlete.com. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Zeke. All right, Master Benny. So what is visualization? What's Master Benny? The master of visualization, Ben. (laughs) Uh, So visualization is just imagining yourself doing something. And really, we're going to talk about two main ways that The first one is just third person. Kind of imagine you were watching yourself on an iPad or a phone or up on a movie screen. And then there's first person. Like if you had a GoPro strapped to the top of your head, it would see what you see. So just like in video games, like I'm picturing, I remember like 2K4 or something, NFL football came out and they had your normal view from playing the game that was up, you know, like a sky cam. Or they had this new technology where it was like you had a face mask on and it was like you were seeing what the quarterback would see. Very similar, correct? There you go. 2K4 football, Mm -hmm. just like that. Terrell Owens on the front. Great game. (laughs) All right, so let's get into some of that science behind how how do we know that this works, Ben? What what science is there proving that? So the science can show us a, a few things. Number one, we know it helps with strategy. Um, Natan Sharansky spent nine years in a Siberian prison and half of that time he was in solitary confinement. He played chess in his mind during that time to help keep, help keep him sane. Uh, it was the only way that he was able to kind of keep his mind sharp. And he said he also used that same type of visualization to help him survive 125 interrogations. So, uh, you know, obviously a, a horrible experience but something that he was, instead of going crazy, he was able to use visualization to kind of help himself out, help keep his mind in the right spot. And strategy-wise, he came out and ended up being a world champion chess player afterwards. Now, I will throw in there, like, he was a good chess player beforehand, but, you know, obviously that that helped him not only keep his mind sane um, and survive some terrible things, but also to practice the strategy involved in being a good chess player. The second one, we know it can help with physical improvement. So there was a 2004 study done in neuropsychologia, visualization related to muscular gains and strength. And there was a control group and that group saw no gains in muscular strength over a certain period of time. Then there was a physical group that was actually training with some weights or resistance. And then there was a visualization group that had no equipment, was doing no physical work. They were just visualizing the movement. And the physical group saw a 53% increase and the visualization group saw a 35% increase. And so while, you know, it obviously didn't have the same effect as if they were actually physically doing some of those things, it still had an incredible impact. I mean, they were still able to use visualization to improve muscular strength. 
Uh, the next one, it, it can help improve technique. Um, the sports psychologist had an article that was, there was a study done on seven to 10 year old table tennis players. The group that was using visualization had a greater improvement in the accuracy and technical quality of their shots than the other kids in comparison groups. So this fits in with what we talked about in season one with uh, free throws and deliberate practice, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And we also know that it can help with focus and attention. There was a Jack Nicholas quote, I never hit a shot, not even in practice without having a very sharp in focus picture of it in my head. So what then, Ben, actually happens in our mind when we use the visualization? What are we seeing changes? Um, what's actually happening within our mind? So we know that the, the parts of our brain that are responsible for motor control, attention, perception, planning, memory, visualization uses all of those. And it's like if you've ever woken up from a dream where, you know, at the time you thought for sure that it was real, then you know what it's like to mentally rehearse something. So we have some dreams, though, that aren't that realistic, that are really kind of hard to tell what's going on. How do we make um, the visualization as realistic as possible? What are some things we can do? Sure. So just like just like some dreams are more realistic than others, some visualization is more effective than others. And really, we, we want to get as many parts of the brain active as possible. And so making it as lifelike as possible, um, using the more senses that we can use, what is it that you can see, that you can hear, that you can touch, all, all those different types of things make it more realistic, bring in different parts of the brain or more parts of the brain. And then even even so far as allowing ourselves to feel the emotions of the moment as we're visualizing it, again, that's just incorporating more and more parts of the brain that, to be honest, they're not concerned with whether it's actually happening or not. They're not concerned with, with trying to determine whether or not this is a conscious thing that is physically happening or it's just a, a mental thing that we're kind of picturing in our brain. And it, can, and it can have a positive impact on those areas regardless. I know this can be really important with the senses. You can check, like if it's a football game, find out what the weather's like. Get a feel for, is it going to be you know really cold? And you're, that adds to the senses. We're going into environments that you've probably already been in. So you can have an idea of what the smell is going to be like. Uh, what color of jersey are they wearing? Um, all those things just to make it that much more uh, realistic. So let's say if I wanted to get started with this, Ben, I'm ready to um, I'm ready to take my visualization to the next step. We already kind of in default mode think about the games that are coming up or think about our practice, but we want to take it to the next step because we're not about being average. We want to be great. Um, so what do I do? Right. I love that you brought up the default mode. Instead of just letting your mind wander about the game, let's be intentional and let's visualize what's going to happen. So step one, got to have a goal. We, we need to know what perfect looks like, whether that's our golf swing, whether that's you know our, our free throw motion, whatever that is, we need to know what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Our brain can't just make something up. Number two, we, we want to watch it. Um, and that, that third person view, it's, it's good for big picture technique, or it's good for like a quarterback watching the defense, or it's good for, you know, in basketball kind of seeing the play develop, but then we've got to do it also. So step one, know the goal. We got to know what it looks like. Step two, watch it happen. But then step three, we got to do it. And that's that first person piece, like the, the video game that you brought up. Um, you know, how are you going to play? What is it actually going to look like? And we've got to make sure that we do it at full speed. And again, use as many senses as possible. Use as much detail as possible. Involve your emotions. Congratulate yourself. 
I'm not a I'm not a big fan of visualizing bad things. Like I don't want my quarterbacks practicing throwing an interception. But I do want to visualize them coming back from all right, something bad happened, that's fine. I've I've thrown a pick and now I'm gonna focus on the next drive. Now I'm gonna say my go to statement, and I'm gonna let it rip. Or like a golfer, for example, I don't want them to practice slicing it into the rough. But I do think it's beneficial to visualize walking up to that ball that's already in the rough, saying, all right, well, here's where I'm at. How am I going to line up my shot, go through my pre-shot routine, and and visualize that perfect swing? All right, so let's say I want to get started. What do I do? I'm ready to do this. So that step four is just repeat that process. So know the goal. We're We're trying to practice perfection here. Watch yourself do it and then actually do it, and then just repeat that process. We've seen from studies that three 10-minute sessions have been shown to improve attentional control and focus. So, you know, this doesn't have to start off as something that you're doing for hours upon end. Uh, Just something that, you know, three times a week, 10 minutes a pop, sit down and visualize whatever it is you're trying to improve. If you're trying to improve your technique, visualize yourself using perfect technique. If you're trying, you're a quarterback and you're trying to visualize a read or a certain progression, visualize yourself doing that. So, so let's say I'm, I'm working to, I'm, I'm trying to do these 10 minute sessions and I'm repeating it, but I'm constantly going to hit that ball. Uh, I'm off the tee box and I keep hitting it in the rough. Like that's where my mind continuously goes. What steps should I take to avoid uh, seeing myself fail. Yeah. So I, I think if, if something like that pops up and you're trying to visualize doing something perfect and some negativity starts to creep in, that's fine. Just kind of take a step back and start over, take a deep breath and let's walk back up to the ball. Let's commit to this. Let's commit to our pre-shot routine in that case. And, and then let's do it, you know, rather than Rather than allowing ourselves to kind of get off target and then get flustered by it, just start the process over, which which is kind of the same thing we would tell a golfer. Like if they're walking up to their shot and all of a sudden they start doubting, oh, no, what if this is the wrong club? Well, take a step back, take a deep breath, start over and go through the process again. So when we get into our journal, we're always talking about our journal. You guys know the importance of that. What should we write down in our journal for this week, Ben? Just kind of just kind of keep track of your visualization throughout the week. What did you do? How did you feel? And and how did you perform? And, and what impact did that have later on? Did it make you feel more confident? Did it make you feel a little less anxious about something? Did it did it make you feel like you were a little bit more sound on your technique? Um, and, and just kind of use it as a as a tracking mechanism this week uh, to to really commit to that visualization so that you know a few weeks from now you can go back and look at it oh yeah i did this and it, it was really helpful and really productive if you'd like some additional help uh, on this topic of visualization reach out to us at mentaltrainingplan.com or reach out to us on social media at mental tr plan until next time don't settle for average make your plan and put it to work